Disclaimer. The ideas and views discussed on the show should be considered opinion and not individual medical advice. Though Dr. Tim is board certified and licensed, every human is different, and without individual assessment, concepts and ideas cannot be directly applied with the guarantee of success. Please consult your personal physician or fitness coach before making any changes. Thank you. Remember, it's like very low, but whatever. Welcome back, y'all. This is Jasmine. And this is Dr. Tim. Today, I have pushed maybe our limits <laughs> on asking a question of what makes great trainers or good trainers versus bad clients. This is basically kind of wanted to go into like who you should trust with with whatever goal you have set going forth and how to choose the right person for you because you know you might look and find somebody oh also where to find them that might be a thing sometimes it's hard to find a trainer (laughs) but also i think that there's a stigma that if you aren't a millionaire you don't get a personal trainer and if anything that's very much not true (laughs) yes no that's that's absolutely i mean a lot of a lot of commercial gyms and places you go will provide a trainer. It is usually not free. A lot of times they'll give you like an introductory session. Um, or I was going to say, or they add them onto your uh, membership sometimes that it's like, Oh, you get one free one every month, but then you have to pay for extra if you need it. So. Right. Exactly. And, and I mean, there are, there's obviously there's independent trainers. Um, that you can find through various websites and services. You can find them through through Google. Sometimes you can, you're usually not going to find an independent trainer working out of a, a regular commercial gym because they typically have their own trainers and, or they don't like people doing that for liability reasons. I've in the past been where you kind of have to, I was more of a, a, what they call a concierge trainer, which is you travel to people uh, sometimes in the home and sometimes in their own gym. And if you are training someone like gorilla style where you have to pretend you're not tra- you'll see that sometimes in gyms where somebody's training somebody and they're trying to act like they're just kind of a buddy there, but they're clearly training them and it's a little awkward, but. <laughs> That's funny. I, I don't think I pay that much attention to other people at the gym to realize that they're trainers. But I guess if, you know, this is your place of work and, you know, you have trainers in-house, you probably are looking more for that. Oh, yeah. It's 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 pretty noticeable. It's kind of funny. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just see them, like, correct stance, you know, be like, no, I need two more kind of situation. Because I feel like that's a, a given for trainers. Always, It's always a two more situation. Usually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely always. in your case, but. Um, rude um but you definitely yeah i mean not that long ago there was a i was uh training at a commercial gym after i i had a surgery so i was just not doing my typical stuff i was just kind of doing some more machine work and things like that um and i noticed a guy he's a bigger guy looks like he is or was a bodybuilder was a bodybuilder you can tell that the ones that aren't aren't in it anymore they don't they don't move too great. Um, but <laughs> they look a little beat up. 
<laughs> okay. The, the retired bodybuilders, are, they're usually big guys who are look like they are not as lean as they used to be, and they just they move like they're kind of always in pain. Um, I don't know. You kind of say the same thing of like uh, um, of athletes, like professional athletes. Like mm -hmm. I know me and my husband, we constantly like we watch those like uh, was it untold stories where it's like somebody's been out of uh, you know not been in football for like fifteen years, and I'm like that dude could still bench press. Like I can clearly see mm -hmm. like even he even if he has a pot belly, he still has like massive shoulders and all that. <laughs> That's kind of, yeah, that's, that's the physique you're, you're looking for is like, obviously there's some muscle underneath there, but, um, it's, it wears on your body to be that big. So. I mean, <laughs> um, but anyways, he's, he's just there. He's just chilling in the gym. He's waiting, says hi. He's just sitting on a bench, not really warming up, not really doing anything like two or three women showed up and they all kind of set up on three benches and he like he like put his water bottle by one bench and a towel by another and he's like he's clearly instructing all of them and i'm like this is kind of like he, he doesn't work there it's it's it was and it was the middle of the day so there wasn't really anybody and maybe he had something worked out but they weren't this place had trainers um but he was just i don't know i, I don't know how pushy they wanted to be about it because it wasn't like the place was overrun but he's working and he's like no you gotta like correcting their elbows on their bench and stuff like and i'm just like what are, what are you doing man i don't <laughs> i don't i mean it it's totally fair to not like the in-house uh trainers because um part of like trusting somebody to like help you get your goals if you just straight up don't like them then that's you know, it is what it is in that point. But I would always like look into your gym and see if they have any sort of personal training. And if anything, talk to the gym staff. I feel like whenever we talk to like about any sort of gym that you're going to, always talk to the gym staff. Because the thing is, I think we talked about it in etiquette, they contribute to the whole like vibe of the sp space. So right. if you don't like who you don't like who's behind the desk, who might you know eighty percent of the time there's usually a trainer there too. <laughs> it, yep. You're not gonna find what you need from that provider. I think I may have said that correctly. Yeah, we'll I had with. gumbo. I have after food brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Um, that's okay. Um, yeah, I mean if you're. If you already belong to a gym and you're pretty comfortable there, you know, you know where everything is, you like the vibe, you, that's where you work out, then all, by all means, look into their trainers first. Um, it is a, it's a relationship. So it's got to be somebody that you like. It's got to be somebody you trust and can get along with. I mean, that's the three when, when, you know, some trainers are super salesy, but one of the first things they tell you, if you want people to work with you, you have to, the, the KLT, they have to know, like, and trust you. But that is, uh, that's true from the other. I mean, that's, that's true for selling anything. That's who people buy from is who they know, like, and trust. But if you are working with a trainer and you don't know, like, and trust them, that's probably not your, your trainer. That's probably not your person. It's like, Hey, my, that guy. Yeah. He, uh, I, I get real sore afterwards and, but, but he's kind of an asshole. Like, you can you can probably find somebody else yeah that that you are totally within your right to fire your trainer at that point or mm -hmm. if they don't like 
listen to you. Like, I know that um, for me, like every single time I've like, I have a lot of knowledge for myself when it comes to going to the gym and, you know, every once in a while I'll get swept up into the, oh, you get training a month, blah, 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 blah. And I'll be like, this is, uh, you know, Kai, Jasmine, whatever. What are you working for? I want to lose weight. I want to build muscle, blah, whatever. And they'll start putting you on some weird exercises that, you know, doesn't work for you. <laughs> That's happened to me so many times. And I'm like, that doesn't work. They're like, well, give it a try. Just give it a try. I'm like, now that you've told me to give it a try three times, I think that we're good. <laughs> I think I know exactly how this is going to end up. And I don't think this is going to work out for us. It's definitely me, not you. <laughs> that's definitely me. I mean, that's, yeah. Selecting a, a good trainer is definitely somebody that can, can meet you where you're at. Like if you have an exercise routine, that you're doing decently well with, you want a trainer to, to, you know, to punch it up or to make you more accountable or just kind of give you more knowledge. That's, I mean, that's what they're for, but if they want to completely overhaul everything you're doing, that is more or less working for you. I mean, that's, that's a little bit of a, at least a yellow flag there. Like when, when you'll see the, the mouth there that, trainers that are that's a that's a good kind of if we're making a checklist of things you don't want somebody who has all their clients doing the same thing because that's not how it works different people need different exercises they have different bodies different histories different injuries different goals um if it if every single person is out there standing on a bosu ball and benching you know 10 sets like that's that trainer knows how to train themselves probably uh and doesn't really know how to train other people that well and so they're just doing what worked for them for everybody else and kind of hoping for the best i mean sometimes the best works but i don't 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 think that you know as you've said same thing doesn't work for everybody i mean then again <laughs> you doing push-ups and me doing push-ups will probably have somewhat near the same results, but it's not the same thing that we want. I mean, the other thing that I can think of, especially for like a good trainer or something, you, when you're looking for something in, in a trainer, like I think one of the big ones is like knowing how you learn. Like I know I've said multiple times to Tim, I don't know if I've said it here, but it's like I'm one of those people that like if I can get... <laughs> like told what to do to the point where I don't think about the next move which does end up with me getting hit in the face because I didn't dodge when I was supposed to happens but <laughs> that's the type of training that I respond the best to generally if you are gonna make me sit there and think about it <laughs> I think I've been done this multiple times where I've told Tim I'm like I can't count you're gonna have to do the counting for me because I just need to like fully concentrate on the action you've made me do. <laughs> and usually I get like five in and I'll be like, where, where am I? What am I doing? Who is this? I don't know where I am anymore. That happens with the longer combinations sometimes. <laughs> I have definitely dodged right into a, a hook. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that happened. Um. Mm. I'm, I'm still standing on my box that it was purposeful, but whatever. <laughs> but did you die? You're fine. You're here right now speaking. You know, I do have a shirt that says, I'm going to do it. I'm going to cuss you out the whole time, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> that sounds about right. I love that shirt. <clears throat> Anywho. But that, that kind of, 
that brings up a point. I mean, it's, it's the other way around, but <clears throat> the different trainers have different training styles. Some are very supportive. Some are more of the drill sergeant style. I mean, the, the best trainers and coaches can adapt their style to the person in front of them. But again, that kind of goes into the, do you, do you vibe with this person? Like if they're, if you're on the floor in a puddle of sweat and they're screaming at you to do 10 more, like it should go without saying, but people are like, Oh, I guess this is what a trainer is. Like it, it I feel. If you respond like, to really that awful. well. Yeah. But if you, if you've got a bad feeling about it and it's not what works for you, I mean, if you know that's what you need, that's mm -hmm. why you seek out a trainer who can and will do that. But, Again, it kind of has to, it has to click. It has to fit between, between the two of you. And that's where that you have to, I mean, really the first session or sessions should be a getting to know you. It should be an assessment. There should be, I mean, it's a workout because that's what you're paying for most of the time, unless you're just getting programming or, or nutrition or things like that. But there should be a discussion about your goals. Uh, what you've done, what's worked, what hasn't worked, what's kind of your history. I mean, it should be, this kind of comes, and that's that's my physical therapy background coming through, but there should be sort of a, a history and intake of what you've done for exercise in the past, what you're trying to get out of it. What And, and really, if you don't want to have to throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see what sticks, you can say, I've done X, Y, Z, X and Y didn't work, Z was better, and you can kind of have a direction right off the bat. And that's where, again, you can tell real quick if you know what worked for you and your trainer either doesn't know how to do that or just straight disagrees with you right off the bat and said, no, you just need to lift heavy even though you've said that that doesn't work for you. Um, that's a tough sell because you just met this person. Mm -hmm. I think uh, one thing to always take into consideration, and I, this is not permission for Karens to be like, I pay your bill, but you are paying for this service. Yep. And if you are not comfortable, you shouldn't be spending the money to do it. And, and I find that it, it you know, it was affordable for uh, for me to, to do those things and just want to say like an everyday person can't afford to pay for train, uh, you know, two, three weeks of training to like improve their body, improve their mind, all that fun stuff. I mean, hell, like sometimes <laughs> like I, our first training sessions were like every two weeks meet up, we talk about what we've done and Jane, and it was like, that was an affordable plan for you. And usually or for me. <laughs> but I'm just saying like, trainers will work with you if if it's a money thing, especially because they want to, at least, and I, I'm not, I'm not going to speak for everybody in the world. And I don't know if I can necessarily say that this is always been, but you want to help people as and I, that's what I imagine most trainers are trying to do at that point, other than, of course, making a little money. I mean, just, I mean, that's life. But one would, one would hope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. You're obviously, and it's a balance between, yeah, they're trying to make a living. Um, but yeah, typically if you get into a profession training or coaching, you do want to help people. You want to 
help people see their goals. You want to see them succeed. If you really don't care about your clients, it, it becomes, it should be somewhat obvious. Like these are the people that are, you know, they're, they're not paying attention to what you're doing. They give you a sheet of paper with exercises and wander away, or they show up for a session and they just kind of seem unprepared or aimless. Those are, those are, that's kind of, we've talked a little bit about getting a workout versus getting training. Now, a workout is just, let's do a bunch of random stuff to make you sweaty and tired and make you feel like, you know, you did something that that's not a bad thing necessarily, but you should be able to. (laughs) Anyways, you should be able to at any point ask your coach, you know, how does what we're doing support the things we're working on? Like I'm let's say, you know, you came in wanting to rehab a leg injury or you're trying to improve your mile time or things like that. And you should be able to say, Hey, how does exercise X that we just did, what does that have to do with what I asked you to help me with? And if they can't tell you, well, then, I mean, that's a, that's a little of a flag again there. It, there should be an, a method behind the training and you can, pick up real quick if if it's like oh well they're just taking you through a bunch of exercises again it may be the ones they do or i mean there's just there's a there's a lot of great trainers and coaches out there there's also a lot of shitty ones that are just going through the motions and have spent more time getting good at sales than they have at training and coaching yeah i mean i know that there's been a bunch of like and this is generally for gyms too, but I, I've found that there's coaches that like push like, oh, you need to be drinking this creatine because it's going to help you build all the muscles, blah, 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 which there's a whole taste thing to that. But I'm just saying like, <laughs> if if your goal is to gain muscle, the whole thing, they, uh, they shouldn't be saying, oh, just don't eat or um, <laughs> what is it? Um, oh, I find it hard to do this movement. Well, just lose a little weight. Anybody that says that, again, there's people online to um, drag these people in there, but don't don't be giving them your money. I'm just saying. No, no, no we don't. Mm-hmm. Anybody that can't, like, because I, I find training is a another point for me, like mental health. If there's somebody who can't support you mentally, like while you're in the middle of a workout, they're not worth your time and definitely not worth your money. No, if, and, and along that same line, uh, anything that hurts, they should, I mean, no, they're most trainers aren't doctors. They're not physical therapists or whatever. Some of them get a little too comfortable um, saying they can, treat injuries and things like that. But any exercise that hurts, they should be able to modify it. They shouldn't just be saying, well, you know, this, this bench press hurts my shoulders. I'm like, well, yeah, it hurts mine too, but you know, just, just keep going. And they should That's be how able- you know you're doing it right. <laughs> well, shit like that. You'll hear that. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I hear that a lot. And I'm like, oh, maybe you should get better at coaching the bench press or, mm-hmm. um, you should have some alternatives for people. There should, there's, it's not like there's a shortage of exercises that exist. 
you should have as a trainer or a coach, you should have a very large library of lateral moves in your exercise. Like you can try a barbell, you can try a dumbbell, a machine, you can change the angle of the bench, you can change the position of the shoulders, you can do a lot of different things until this person can do this exercise right, still be challenged and not be in pain doing it. And if you can't do that, then you need to either step up your skills or you need to send them to somebody who can. I think the the last thing I can personally think of, you could probably think of more, but the last thing I think of is anybody that can't take into account anything that, like you said, injuries, but like also like physical pain. Like I know that I have gotten shit before when I'm like on the ground, can't breathe. Again, my asthma. But the thing is, the point is, it's like, if you can't take into account the fact that I am telling you and you're just like, oh, you're just faking it, that you can't breathe, that's probably another like flag for somebody. Because I, I don't know. I don't know how many people in the world have experienced an asthma attack, but it's not very fun and it's not very. And if you cause that because I am working too hard and then you're just telling me I'm faking it, there might be a problem here. That actually. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, no, and that's that's legit. That actually falls a little bit into, again, things you should look for that a good trainer should do early on, not just uh, an assessment. I mean, they should do. They should get a medical history. There should be at at the least like uh, the former a lot of trainers they use some form of the 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 PARQ or it's a it's an activities readiness questionnaire. That kind of says, you know, do you have joint pain? Do you have these issues? Do you have blood pressure issues? Who's your doctor? What's your medical history? It's a short form, but it's just basically like, are you safe to work out? Um, and if you have medical issues like asthma or uh, joint pain or things like that, or, you know, issues with your blood pressure, trainers should know how to watch out for that, how to take care. And they should, they shouldn't be ignoring it. They shouldn't, if someone's laying on the ground, not able to breathe, they shouldn't be saying, you know, oh, get up, push harder. Um, that said, there, I mean, there's a, there's, there's ways to push people that don't endanger them. Yeah. Danger, danger, danger flag. <laughs> um, should have, we should have safe to the list so yeah be safe anybody that well safe and can uh was it attentive <laughs> safe and attentive Again, noticing those things um so what i was gonna say is on the flip side of that you have to be a good client as well there is yeah. also behaviors on the flip side that is not acceptable <laughs> that is I don't know if the word is like, there should just generally be mutual respect, but there's, uh, there's other things to take into account. Um, just as client, uh, just as trainers can be fired. So can clients. Um, if you're not respecting, like if your trainer has done everything for you uh, that they can to propel you forward and you're not giving them the same level of respect that they're trying to give you, you will you'll get fired just as just as easily and it doesn't matter if you're paying five hundred dollars a service or uh or twenty dollars a service it you should always be respecting the people that are taking the time to 
maybe go out and uh, go out to your home and help train you. No, oh, absolutely. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Personally, like, I think <laughs> this is a bit of a story, but one time that I accidentally was an hour, an hour and a half late meeting Tim was a whole, it was like, I apologize five million times and work 10 times harder, but I was like, I am so sorry. I wasted your time. <laughs> the whole thing is I was trying to they're like a stray dog. <laughs> yes. So the thing is that I was driving to go go to my session at like was it four five in the morning? That's usually when I'm driving there because we meet at six. <laughs> and I nearly hit two dogs in the middle of the street. And I'm one of those people, by the way, the fluffiest husky I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Fur all over my seat. But I, yeah, I picked these two dogs up and I was like, okay, they say they're near here. And I had ended up taking it to the, you know, uh, I think I ended up driving to meet the owners that had been at a wedding. But the point is like, <laughs> I wasted Tim's time that he didn't have to wake up at six, five, three, three in the morning. I don't remember how early you have to wake up to meet me in my God, uh, God awful time. But it depends. <laughs> <laughs> the point is like, because I've asked for this service at a certain time, I need to be able to respect his time as much as he's respecting my time and I'm paying him for it. <laughs> and that's, that's the thing. I mean, if you're, you, you would expect your trainer to be on time, your trainer would expect you to be on time. I kind of have a, a policy where I, I, I will not say I am on time 100% of the time in my life to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, but that's kind of always been my policy for appointments and things like that is if, if I'm five minutes late, we will try to go five minutes over. If you are five minutes late, we may not do that. And that's, um, and I try my best to get people their full time and things like that. But clients, I've had clients who are consistently late. And on the one hand, you know, when you're, when you're starting out, it's kind of like, oh, this is, well, I only have to work for half an hour now for the same money. But again, you want to see people have success. So you kind of, at some point it's, it's frustrating because these are the people who a lot of times aren't meeting their goals and you kind of have to sit down and say, well, frankly, you're always late. We don't get to do everything we want to do. It, it just, it's not super respectful. If you have a trainer who is, who you were late to all the time and they just don't seem to care about it. Well, Hey, you have to question how, how busy is that trainer? Um, but also, you know, how much do they really care about seeing you be successful? Um, but those are, those are the big things show up on time, give effort. Don't talk too much. Hey. Oh, I talk all the shit. I think that's what half of our session is, is me just talking shit about whatever the thing that happened the day before was. <laughs> but, uh, I had a uh, professor in <laughs> I had a professor in college that uh, that gave me a saying that I almost live for. If you're in service, is that I care. I, as the person you are paying to do whatever you need done, care just a little bit less than you do. So if you don't care about being there on time or putting in the effort or you know being cordial and not like obviously me and Tim have a different the type of relationship that I'm like god damn it you asshole and he could be like well you fucking pay me for this <laughs> but if you don't have that type of relationship like you need to like 
what it's true That's like happened. literally half the time is us literally half of it half of our session is me going you ass like you know i don't want to do this that's <laughs> why you pay it. me because you don't exactly do this i mean god god forbid <laughs> but yeah like you have to give respect to the people that have you maybe don't have as much education as him or maybe have more but the thing is they put an effort to take uh, to take you on as a client and god forbid like treat them like human beings like whether uh, whether i mean if you don't like them you shouldn't be paying them <laughs> i 100 percent, and that's i've it's when I heard you start to say that, that uh, there's something that I, you know, kind of from the other side of things, but to say, I've told people when they, you know, they show a consistent lack of effort or they're not doing the things they're supposed to be doing outside of the gym. And they're, again, some of this is in, in physical therapy and some of this is just working as a coach, but people are not they're not getting out of pain. They're not getting stronger. They're not losing body fat, whatever it is. They're not getting to their goals and they're unhappy about it. And, and that I, I will take that a little bit personally. If I know that like the vibe I'm getting is this isn't working. I say, well, this isn't working because you're not really doing it. Um, I'll say, well, you know, personal training or physical therapy or coaching, like it didn't, it didn't work for me. And I was like, well, it, it didn't work for you because you didn't really do it. And, and what I would always come back to with those people is say, I can't want this more than you. Like I, you have to want, like you said, you know, the person wants it a little bit less than you do. And it's the exact same thing from the other side. So I want this for you a lot but I can't want it more than you do. If I want it more than you do, you need to want it more because a lot of this is still on you. I can't, I can't force you to get stronger. I can, I can be your Sherpa guide and take you 80% of the way, but at the end of the day, you still have to put the weights in your hand and do it. You still have to follow the plan that we agreed upon for for nutrition you still have to go to bed all of those things and it becomes yeah i knew you were gonna take that personally but oh you didn't say that personally to me okay whatever not this time i just did it for a whole episode so no (laughs) but again it it is as a as a coach it's frustrating to see what i see as a very again simple not easy but a straightforward problem to solve or to help someone solve and just hand them the roadmap and have them not follow it and whether that's a lack of dedication or whether a lack of resources which is usually something we can try to work on, but to just say, Hey, you, you told me, you know, the problems you have with the plan, we, we pivoted, we adjusted to that. We, we fit the plan as best we could to, to the time and resources you have available. And for whatever reason, I mean, at some point it becomes, it's a lack of dedication and, and I try to exhaust every other factor I can think of before I say someone just 
for whatever reason is not putting in the work. But I mean, we've talked a little bit about this on other episodes where we go so far as to say, you know, if you're not hitting your goals like you want to, that it's not your fault. Um, There's a lot of outside factors that go into that, but at a certain point, yes, it is your fault. And that's, but you have to get to that. Yeah, as a gentler person here. Yeah, I do think that there are, I think there are 5 million reasons why maybe you're not succeeding at one, but the one that does not count is you not give actually trying. I, uh, maybe I'm, I'm, I know you to say, I say it too nice half the time <laughs> because sometimes, like I said, sometimes it's mental, sometimes it's sleep. Sometimes it just feels like the world is literally shitting on you and you just can't do anything about it. But I don't accept that. I didn't try, so obviously I should uh, should have still gotten the results. That's stupid. I, anybody that believes that, I'm sorry. Get grow the fuck up. <laughs> but yeah, if I don't put effort in, if I don't take the time, I don't try to breathe or even try to assess why I'm not successful. Then why should I expect better results? And that's you. You said that last part there was almost exactly what I was going to say. There's, there's a lot of things that will affect your success that are out of your control. And so we have to control for those things as much as we can, but we really need to do is focus on the things that you do control. The number one thing that's always under your control is your own effort. And if someone is not giving effort they're 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 making excuses. There's, there's reasons and there's excuses. And most people whether they are honest about it, they know the difference. You know, if if you were late to a session one time because there was a fluffy dog on the road, like he was really cute. That's a reason. Both of them were. There were two of them. <laughs> but that's a reason. If if someone's late to a session every single week because there's traffic, but it's the same traffic every week. That's an excuse because you know that traffic's there and there's an adjustment and an effort that can be made. And that's just, it's a random example, but typically, you know, if something's a pattern, then that's when you and your coach sit down and then if you're not going to bring it up, they should bring it up. But again, a lot of coaches are afraid to have these conversations with people because they don't want to piss off clients and lose them. Because it is, it's a hard field to make a living in. I, I can't necessarily like all I have under my belt to like comment on that is customer service. And generally, I'm like, if you don't, if you can't have that type of conversation with somebody, they might not have been the client you want. But then again, if it's a hard field, if you don't necessarily have a lot of clients, I I don't I don't have that experience to explain to explain or even like a. a dip into to say what you should say to them like <laughs> maybe it is just straight hard because this is the only client you have well and that i mean that definitely is more it's a little different than than what we're talking to for our target audience this is more something i would say to other trainers and coaches which may or may not be listening um okay. at some point yeah you have if you have one client and they are constantly, you know, not following through or they're late or they're low effort and you've had the talks with them and, and nothing changes. I mean, it comes down to, 
yeah, you you need to pay your bills, but do you really want somebody who's consistently, you know, frustrating you and neither one of you are, and it just leads to a bad relationship when you're not seeing progress. And ultimately where that leads is this client leaves and gives you a shitty review because yeah, I trained with, I trained with him for six months, nothing got better. Um, and if you just let that behavior go as a, as a trainer or a coach, that's a fair review because you had a chance to let them know that, Hey, this isn't working because you're doing X or you're not doing Y. How can I meet you here? How can I help you? How can we together figure out a better way to do this so we can be successful? If you don't have those conversations and you just kind of let people sabotage themselves over and over, you're, you're implicit in their lack of success. And when they say, hey, I paid this guy an ass load of money and I didn't lose any weight, um, you, you kind of- ass load? You kind of deserve that review because things could have been done to help that person understand what they needed to do. And, and they're hard conversations and you can have them as hard conversations. You can have them a little more nicely. Um, every time you have to have the conversation, it tends to be a little less nicely because that means nothing's changing, but. I don't know. Maybe we should just have a write-up system for, <laughs> for, uh, for trainers. <laughs> uh, this is your verbal warning. Um, I'm going to need you to start getting here on time and actually showing up to work, please. Second, now this is a written review. <laughs> I've already told you once on this date. <laughs> I don't think that would work out very well, though. Well, and it <laughs> is it is hard to do it be, as, a, as a service provider because you're like, okay, well, like you said, you know, some people would say it that way. They're like, I'm paying your bills. Don't yell at me for being late. I'm like you're paying me to get you in shape and you're not getting in shape because you're late. So wherever you want to go with that, if you're happy to continue to pay me money to not get results, cool. We're both on the same page, but I would feel bad if I didn't say it. Nobody should be paying like, I think this goes across the board for trainers and in potential clients. Nobody should be paying for a service that they are not happy with. If you don't think that you are providing the service that somebody needs, say something. If you, uh, you should, either way, you should say something. If you're getting a training that while you might get results, you don't like, say something. Cause that can, can happen too, where you can get like a, a when I was training in Muay Thai, like I was getting results. I loved, I, I dropped weight. I was punching harder, but I also felt invisible. Cause I like, I didn't get the one-on-one -on -one training. I was training in a group to be fair, but it's like, I, I wasn't getting the results I wanted. Uh, I needed from my trainer. Then again, we didn't pay him much, to <laughs> but as, but it was, and it was like during the pandemic when there wasn't a lot of like gyms open, which was the biggest thing about it. But I digress. It's you should say something if you're paying somebody uh, for any sort of service, any amount of money. Just throwing that out there because I've been on the side where you you don't you don't like who you're training with. That was not the Muay Thai instructor, but I'm just saying um, you don't like who you're 
huh? No, it's, I mean, sometimes <laughs> depends on the day. What are That's we training fair. on? <laughs> Shoulders. Uh, the point is I've trained with somebody who just didn't listen, who just wanted me to pull weights and then didn't add, then I didn't get results. And all I felt like was that was a waste of my time. And I ended up switching gyms because I was like, I just don't want to see this person ever again. <laughs> so like, I had a thought I lost it. It ran away, got on a train to Nashville. <laughs> That's very specific. Um, but no, that is, that actually makes a good point. We've talked a lot about how you, you need to like your trainer. You need to have a good relationship with them. Um, but there, I've also been, and I've, frankly, I've, I've fallen into this myself earlier in my career there. You can like your trainer to the point that, you know, they get really comfortable. This is more coming at it from the client side and you're like, Hey, let's come in. Let's, we're just kind of bullshitting around and they have you on the schedule that, well, you're in, you're at, I'm making my air quotes. You're an easy client. Like you're just going to show up. I'm going to have them do some stuff. We're going to, we're not really assessing goals anymore. We're just kind of, I've, I've taken this person a little bit for granted that they're going to continue to show up and pay me money regardless of whether they're seeing results. And so we just kind of hang out and again, just shoot the shit. And if you're that client, you may really like this trainer. You may really like hanging out with them and spending time with them. And you still, you know, you're going and getting a workout, but don't let a, a trainer or a coach take you for granted in that they should still be providing the service that they were providing before. And that's where it happens a lot of times. You're like, oh, um, you know, all of a sudden I'm not losing the weight that I was before and our workouts aren't as intense. And, you know, now we're, we're 20 minutes in before we actually get started out of this 60 minutes or 90 minutes or whatever it is. And you start to go, oh, well, yeah, but you know, that's, that's my friend. And I'm like, you can be friends with your ear coach, but you're still paying them money to provide a service and they should still be providing it. And there are a lot of trainers and coaches out there. Again, they're, they're, it makes them good at sales. It makes them good at forming relationships. They're very charismatic. They're easy to get along with. And at some point they kind of get by on that. And, and it's sometimes from the very beginning, but you start to feel like, okay, we've been doing this a while. Uh, the honeymoon's over, and now I'm not really getting. Was there the... ever a honeymoon? For us, no. <laughs> but no, that never happened. <laughs> Can't tell why. Because I told you your cardio was bad right away. Uh, <laughs> but that was really that that can happen and you need to you know separate as a client to get if you're spending money on something and some people are spending a lot of money or to them a lot of money on a service that they should be getting their money's worth and it can be hard to kind of separate that out like oh i don't want to say something because i like my trainer and i don't want to hurt his feelings but it's still it is 
on some level, it's a business transaction. Just because you like this person, they should still be providing you results. As a coach, recognize when you're doing that because it can happen real insidiously and just all of a sudden you're, you're working with this person. You're like, oh, we're 25 minutes in and we're just kind of screwing around here. We haven't really accomplished been much. arguing about boy bands for the last 20 minutes. Well, we do that. We do that between rounds. This is true. Um, it's it's time to kind of sit down, and it can come from either side. And just, I mean, if you're if you're a coach and you find yourself doing that, it's not hard to right the ship. You just kind of, you know, start to push it a little bit more and kind of get things back on track. If you're a client and you know that's happening, you don't have to fire your trainer. You do need know. to say something. Uh, yeah, and that also if you're if you're good friends with your trainer, they'll understand if you're like, hey, things have gotten a little bit lax, and we need to redirect. Now, don't stay in that. If somebody a trainer's like, well, we've been doing our best, that's again another red flag. Don't don't let somebody talk you out of that that mindset necessarily. Like obviously, if you've been getting results and you just don't see it, like usually the trainer will reassure you, but don't. <laughs> This is almost like a, it. I was gonna say it's almost on a, some level like an abusive relationship. Like you can't let somebody just gaslight you into not believing what you already know to be true. Like on some level, like that's this person. Like honestly, like this person is going to know your body, know how you move, know how or what you want to do with it. I mean, it's essentially a, like the best, almost the basically a relationship on that front. I'm just saying, just, <laughs> I don't even know if I know how to articulate it better. No, but I think, I think you're right. And it is, it's a, it's a industry based on relationships. If it wasn't, people would, you know, like we've talked about before, all, all this information is available on the internet. Sometimes it's harder to figure out what's true from the bullshit. Some people just don't want to have to do that themselves, but some people, I mean, I, people pay me to tell them things that are readily available to find because they want to hear it from somebody that can give it to them in the way they understand and the way they learn best and someone who knows them and someone they know, like, and trust. I mean, that is the whole trainer, client, coach industry is, is making it fit to the person in front of you. And that's kind of the art of coaching someone. But as a client, exactly what you said, if you if you try to kind of pull the pull the brake a little bit and say, hey, this has gotten off track, an easy way to notice that that might be happening is in, in the beginning, some sort of assessment was done. You have goals, you have ways of track we talked about in our goal episodes. You should have some sort of metric you can track to know that you're getting closer to your goal. At some point, that kind of slows down or stops happening. And if you're trying to tell your trainer, hey, I feel like this isn't, we're not pushing like we used to. I'm not getting the results I was before. What can we do differently? And they kind of say, hey, no, we're like, we're, we're working as hard as we ever were. And you're, I mean, they should have some sort of assessment or data point that they can go to, to prove to you whether that's true or not. Cause yeah, sometimes people are having success and you know, weight loss is a good example. The further along you get, the smaller and more incremental it becomes and people can kind of stop 
feeling like they're making progress or it's harder to see. But again, if, if you're going to call somebody out on, I'm not moving toward my goals anymore. And they say, yes, you are. You better have some sort of measurement to point at, to back that up. If you're the coach. So I guess that kind of leads us to like the necessarily who's a good candidate to like want a personal coach. Like I said, there's a lot of different brackets. There's a lot of different people that'll, they'll work with you on price. They'll work with you on uh, availability. I mean, I used to have Tim meeting me at six in the morning because that was the only time I had available. To be fair, I think like when I messaged you originally, uh, originally I was like, can you do five? And you're like, hell no. <laughs> but I'm just saying like trainers, like if you. I think, I think what you actually said was like zero dark 30 or something. And I was oh, like. Oh, I did. I, I don't I, know I, when I that asked, is, but I'm not doing it. It's 530 in the morning. <laughs> I I used to train. Uh, I was used to training at 530 in the morning. So I was like, hey, can we meet at 530? You're like, or dark 30. And you're like, hell no. I'm like, I'll, I can do six. That's my final offer. <laughs> Would you get a lot done if you do it that way? But I'm just saying, like, if your restriction is time, a lot of, uh, you know, and you want somebody to help push you because, you know, let's say at 530 in the morning, you just, you're just on autopilot and you need somebody to have the brain to, like, push you through the motions or you only have available time at, like, 830 at night. There's going to be a trainer out there that A, has that time and it wants to help you with your goals. If you need somebody, like I know a bunch of people that like, you know what, I don't want somebody to tell me what to do. I just want to go to the gym, do whatever. Do that. But if you want somebody who wants to help, uh, that helps structure whatever you're doing or whatever your goal is, whether it's gaining uh, gaining weight, losing weight, um, just being straight, uh, healthier, or just feeling confident or being sexy as fuck. Like there's somebody that wants to help you. Um, and there, I mean, I think I told Tim and like I said, I, I think I originally messaged you over, was it thumbnail or whatever the, uh, yeah. Thumbtack. There it is. I was like, I have no clue what I remember what it is. I, I downloaded it just so I could freaking find a, <laughs> find a trainer, but I'm just saying like literally it, there's apps for that. There's Angie, there's a uh, thumbtack, there's, a bunch of ones that will tell you, and you can usually bring down the range. Let's say you want to get somewhere in the um, 200 or 300, like people will talk to you. And I think honestly, like legitimately, the only reason I found Tim was because he messaged me first. I think somebody messaged with the same rate, like an hour later. And I was like, too bad. I'm good. You got to hustle. <laughs> you got to hustle. Reach out to somebody or God forbid, if you go to the gym and if you talk to somebody and you talk, whether you've looked at your gym sometimes legit somebody who's working out next to you happens to be a trainer and they you know you talk to them talk to the people in the gym if if, if you feel comfortable enough i mean so, as an introvert sometimes i just put my headphones in and i don't want to talk to anybody while i'm there there should be somebody there to help you with whatever you're trying to do it shouldn't be that scary and it shouldn't be that bad if you want somebody who's gonna sit there and for lack of better words, ride your ass to make sure you do it. I'm 99% sure there's a trainer out there that'll do it. <laughs> if you want somebody who's a little more lax. 100% sure. <laughs> okay, wait. Well, if you, there, there's always a combination. There's somebody who wants you to be on top of things but don't want to get yelled at because you shut down. There's somebody out there like that. Mm -hmm. If you want somebody to scream at you into your face until you're red right in the face to make you move it. 
first of all, are you okay? Second of all, <laughs> there's probably somebody out there. We heard you. <laughs> you know, talk space, no. <laughs> Just said. <laughs> and I highly recommend if you happen to have a little bit of extra income to go do, to work with a trainer or happen to have a friend that's a trainer, do it. Because it's, I think there's a whole saying online that says, do everything but go into therapy. This is essentially my therapy. I think that was my vent ses- session as half the times <laughs> go, go and do a session. It was me venting about some shit from work. Yeah, no, that's true. And I mean, as a, as a, as a coach, that's kind of the, that's the art of it is letting that person vent because people need to vent. I mean, that's, that's their time, but also getting some things done and kind of finding that balance really can be the difficult part. Like, yes, I understand. I'm going to let you vent for the first 10 minutes. Then I'm going to kind of get a feel here for what are you actually feeling up to doing today? And we'll work that in. (laughs) I feel like punching something really hard because somebody said something to me and I'm not liking it. (laughs) I was like, say what happens all the time. Luckily, that's what we're doing. So, (laughs) Guess what you've won today. <laughs> Coming at it from the uh, the trainer side a little bit. I mean, people want a lot of different things and you do have to be willing to work with people. Some people do not want to, you know, if, if you're that trainer, say, hey, I want you to come train with me three times a week for an hour for the rest of your life and just you must be made of money um, or somebody who wants to check in every month or you know we we work on some things and you know there usually are in that case it depends on how new you are to exercise if you're starting from the ground up you're probably going to need to put in more sessions at a greater frequency on the front end until you are comfortable and your your coach is comfortable with having you do things alone and just understand that but there are some people that are so like averse to getting sold things or they're they're they'll come in this get a initial session with a, a trainer and say well just write me a program like, well i don't fucking know you i don't know <laughs> how you move i don't know if i can show you an exercise and you'll have it down or if i show you an exercise and you'll come back in a week and be doing something completely different because you changed it in your head um but again if you if you as a that was actually really an annoyance to a lot of trainers and coaches I know is somebody come in and just say, just write me a program. Well, if that's all you want, there's a thousand programs on the internet. If you need something built for you, there is a little more assessment that goes into making sure it's right for you. That includes how you move. That includes um, how you respond to certain things. That includes uh, your goals. And and usually you're not going to get that in an hour. And I understand everybody's after a good value and rightfully so. But yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be able to meet with you for, you know, an hour, learn your entire life and learn how all of the stuff I just talked about, write you a program outside of that hour for free and make it infinitely scalable for you to be able to use that program for the rest of your life and continue to get results from it. 
it doesn't really work. No, I mean, you could always just be like me where I asked for the program and then proceeded to report that I wasn't doing all of it. <laughs> I just didn't. <laughs> to be fair, like half the time I was dying a lie. We we ended up going over the exercises because I was like, I don't even know what this is. It's, you said Tobias lifts. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> what that's the one exercise i kind of that... some of the names you come up with what some of the names you come up with for exercises are confusing <laughs> this is why you don't have to meet with your trainer every day you don't even have to meet with them every week you may need to meet with them more in the beginning depending on your experience and your comfort level with exercises especially if you're starting new goals you may need new things to work on but you're going to need to check in on a regular basis because our bodies adapt to things and your program may need to be changed you may find an exercise that's not working for you or becomes uncomfortable and it needs to be your form needs to be adjusted or you need to you know, get a different version of that exercise. Some of the things we've already talked about on this episode, but that's the whole point of having a trainer or a coach is to adjust things for you. And if you just want a program that you don't get any of that, you get a sheet of paper that, and a pat on the ass and good luck. I mean, it's not, hopefully not, but <laughs> Metaphor. I mean, like, that's a big-ass red flag, good sir. I get that both we're human on both sides, but... Uh, a metaphorical like... pat on the ass. If you get an actual pat on the ass, yes, that's a red flag. That's not a good Call thing. the cops, please. Whoa. <laughs> Just please. That's not the kind of relationship building we're talking about. Yeah, again, no. <laughs> Just but it does cops. happen, so beware. shouldn't be happening don't let this happen to you it's a it's it's an industry thing you like you have to be careful there are oh yeah that's that's the other part is definitely be safe stay safe no matter what tell somebody where you're going you know what Treat your treat you going to meet your trainer like you're going on a first date with a blind like a blind date. Tell somebody where you're going. Tell them who, who the name of the person. Hell, like tell them what car you they <laughs> once you get there. Treat it like a first date. Don't meet them after hours. Meet in public place. <laughs> Don't meet them at six a.m. in the gym when no one else is there. I mean, if you wait a minute now. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Both Sides of Fit. If you enjoy our content, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Play, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at Both Sides of Fit or contact us with comments, feedback, or suggestions at Both Sides of Fit Pod at gmail.com. Stay safe, stay healthy.